Hello, Tom. Hello, Stuart. I have got a quiz for you this week. Um, I'd like you okay. to try and answer the following uh, questions. All right, all right, go for it. I like a quiz. What? Yeah, yeah. They're all about. They're all questions about scientific journals, so very relevant to the studies show. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think the American Journal of Physics thinks about the intricacies of the Brexit deal? What? I, I mean, <laughs> why, why would it think anything about the? Uh, oh. Okay, I don't think you should have an opinion. I just thought I didn't realize it. I'd be I'm surprised to learn that it did. If it did, right? Okay, carry on. Okay, Um, what do you think? uh, PNAS, the proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. (laughs) PNAS, very good. What do you think PNAS thinks of the M23 occupations uh, in the Democratic Republic of the Congo that are happening currently? I don't know. Does it think they're does it have a, does it think they're bad? I don't I don't know. I don't know. What does it think? Okay, carry what, on. Yeah, this is what, weird. Carry on. Another pass from you there. Yep. Uh question 3. What is the which specific territorial claim over the Spratly Islands uh is favored by the International Journal of Epidemiology? Pass. <laughs> okay, well here's maybe an easier one. Okay. Um, do you think uh, that um, in the 2024 um, election, and if these are the candidates, do you think the journal Nature will support Joe Biden or Donald Trump? Ah, see, I do know this one, or at least I can put a very reasonable guess because uh, because um, Nature endorsed Joe Biden last time around, uh, as did several other journals, as I recall. Uh, yes, yes Science, The Lancet, uh, Nature we mentioned, New England Journal yeah. of Medicine, Scientific American, which isn't a journal, but it's, you know, it's still yeah, a, yeah. It's very much a scientific publication. They all, but, isn't well, it, but isn't it weird, Tom? So, like, you know, listeners, you, you can hear that we're, this is a, another one of our little uh, didactic uh, yes, our interactions. plays, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're trying to say that it's a bit weird that some scientific journals have opinions on certain political issues, um, but that it would be very absurd for them to have political opinions in lots of other areas as well. Mm. Um, and maybe scientific journals just shouldn't have political opinions, or or, or it's a weird thing for them to have political yes, opinions. Or, or, or at least it's worth... I think the, the this is going to be a slightly different episode of this study show because we're only going to be talking really maybe about one or two studies, but we're talking, investigating the idea that science that scientific outlets scientific institutions should be political should have political opinions should express uh you know endorse or express um uh, or support political uh yeah. candidates or or positions um and it's it's something we've both thought about a lot in the past, I think. Yes, yes indeed. That's what we're going to be talking about. Um, my name's Stuart Ritchie. I'm a science writer at the I. And I'm Tom Chivers. I'm a science writer at Semaphore. Yeah, and we've both written about this issue uh, in various different places before. Um, and I think it's fair to say pissed some people off. Um, yes. uh, uh, because a lot of people are very pleased that scientific journals support uh, certain political views, um, even though I would argue that they would find it weird if they started supporting other political views, um, either ones they disagreed with or ones that they hadn't really thought about. Yes. Um, uh, and yet we have stuck to our positions on this because I actually think it's not that controversial a view that science and politics are separate, or at least it shouldn't be. And yeah. yet when one talks about it in public, you get a lot of pushback. You do, you do. Um, the reason I should say the reason it's sort of there's the sort of what's the word for the proximate cause why we're thinking about this is that the um, the editor of a computational biology, well, of a yeah, a life sciences journal, one of the biggest life sciences yes, journals, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're called yeah. E Life. E Life. Uh, I always think it's uh, uh, life. Someone from someone from Yorkshire mm. uh, singing uh, "Losing My Religion" by <laughs> REM. All right, okay. Oh, there'll be life. E-life. E-life. Yeah, exactly. Right at the start. E-life. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking yeah. the one about... Anyway, yes. Yeah, so I'm thinking of a different song to you. But anyway, that's oh, the... Okay. Uh, uh, life. Thanks, oh, life. Thanks, anyway. for, thanks for ruining my joke. Sorry. Jesus Sorry. Christ. Yeah, I was just completely trodden on that. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So, Michael Eisen, who's a... He's a he's a very online, but he's famous. He's a famous scientist. Um, gotten various yeah, big, rounds big in the Big deal biologist at uh, uh, Stanford. Berkeley. No, Berkeley. sorry. Berkeley. Berkeley. Yeah, sorry. Berkeley. Next door. Yeah. Um, um, and, and he was the editor. He's the editor of this journal. Very forward-looking, 
in terms of scientific publication, changed the whole way that eLife accepted and reviewed articles, um, uh, really sort of progressive, um, and that'll be used in, 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 in multiple ways in this episode, but mm. very progressive when it comes to sort of reforming the way that scientific journals work. Yeah, big open and science that, advocate, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that upset um, quite a few of the kind of uh, old guard at the journal, even though it's meant to be quite a new and forward-looking journal. Um people threatened to resign because of the way he changed the publication process. So that's the context for this is that he was already in a bit of a, um, he's quite an abrasive character, isn't he? By the Well, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he was already perhaps not uh, looked on with a huge amount of love by all the people that worked at the mm. journal. Yeah. But he recently shared an onion article and this, uh, which was uh, the, onion, on the, the, the satire website, yes, um, not an website. article about onions published in a scientific no. journal, which I'm sure no, there no, are no. very many. Many, but yes, I'm sure. Yeah, we've all done. And GCSE biology used to do experiments on onions. With it, the genetics they? of onions—they've got more genes than humans. Yeah. Okay, but let, let, we're distracting ourselves here. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so this is October the thirteenth, and, and and we actually should go into serious mode for a moment because this obviously is yeah, a horrible this topic. A, this isn't really a laughing matter. This no, yeah. exactly. So this was six days after the the Hamas attacks on Israel, and he shared yes. this Onion article: "Dying Gazans criticized for not using last words to condemn Hamas," and he said, "You know, this is." Great, more that the onion was speaking with more moral clarity than most of the media, or was that effect? Yeah. Um, now he shared this on his personal account, right? So this wasn't like yeah. he he didn't put this in an editorial in the journal or anything, but he shared this no. in his personal account. Exactly. And I mean, long story short, uh, e Life itself tweeted that it condemned the atrocities committed by Hamas, demanded that uh, that Eisen delete the post, and then told him to either resign or be fired um anyway and there's a, a tweet came out from a tweet eisen tweeted not long after saying i've been informed that i'm being replaced as editor-in-chief of elife for retweeting an onion piece that calls out indifference to the lives of palestinian civilians yes I, there was a certain amount of schadenfreude online because he had previously tweeted once asking has anyone ever anywhere actually been cancelled and that cancel culture is a grift and you know a lot of people going well there's your answer and all that sort of yeah, stuff so he, he yeah. yeah it certainly answered that question that he had has anyone been cancelled well he got cancelled yeah um, quite brutally yeah. definition of, of of cancellation yeah um, but I, yeah but what really struck me about it the worst thing that's the the, the or, or or the you know aside from the sort of free speech implication like so are, are people allowed to talk about stuff? Not 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 free speech in the sense of governments, obviously, but free speech mm. in just the sense of um, are you allowed to express yourself if you have a position at an organization like that journal, um, yeah. uh, even if even if it's clear that it's your personal opinion and you're not representing the journal, um, are you allowed to say anything about political stuff? And maybe maybe you shouldn't. And I I I, I think um, I do find it a bit distasteful when scientists are online just constantly talking about politics. Like I do, I do find that weird. But but anyway, the the um, the weirdest thing was that the journal decided to take an opinion yeah. on on Hamas. Like yes. that, it's just so weird that a biology journal would would have to have an opinion on the Israel Hamas yeah. conflict. That's just not That's what absolutely and, and do, do. exactly. It feels like is this going to divide down? You know, does PNAS now going to come out and say that it's going to be in? You know that it it supports uh, Palestinian freedom or something like that. It just, you right. know, it, yeah, yeah. You, it is the option of just not saying anything is there, but they obviously felt they had to. And as yeah. we, you when, know, it, when they, this, they could have said, our editor has his own views that are not representative of uh, eLife. And then even if they then went on to sack him after that, they mm. wouldn't have crossed over that Rubicon of like expressing a political opinion. By the way, they've deleted the tweet where they expressed a political opinion. So maybe they feel that was a mistake hmm. uh, in saying that. But, it is, but as we said a minute ago, I mean, it's not... I, 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 I feel like it is becoming more common. Actually, I can't point to any data that backs me up on that. But I feel, you know, we in the 2020 election, like we just said, Science, The Lancet, Nature, New England Journal of Medicine and Scientific American all either warned readers not to not to vote trump or they directly endorsed joe biden yeah. and it's not the first time nature had endorsed a political candidate i think they endorsed hillary clinton and they may have gone further back than that but yeah and it, and, and they and, and they know like journals of course now don't have just the journal parts they have a whole like attached websites with often mm. with lots of you know opinion content um much of which i think skews in you know a liberal progressive direction 
Which is mm. what you'd expect because scientists skew in that yeah, direction. Broad, yeah, broadly the, educated, uh, university educated people yeah. who skew liberal, right? That's, that's, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Yeah. They tend to, but but uh, that that really has that really has uh, burgeoned in the last whatever decade or so, um, and now you're getting quite a lot of opinion pieces, but also the editorial of the journal itself is is supporting mm. things. Now, the Lancet has been doing this for a long, long time. P- political uh, uh, content. The, the editor there, Richard Horton, has is is notorious for for putting his own politics into the into the journal, and that's just become a thing. But it's now it's spreading to lots of other places too. Yeah, and uh, to be clear, I, I I don't want to speak for you, Stuart, but I I suspect I I suspect I'll, I'll be surprised if you disagree with me. Here, but you know, I was pleased that Biden won, and would have been sad. It would have been uh, I think it would have been bad if Trump had won. Yeah, that but is none- also my view. Yeah, exactly. But nonetheless, I I remember being uncomfortable with that, and I and obviously I dislike. You know, obviously I also condemn Hamas's atrocities, but I I'm still uncomfortable with a, a journal getting involved there because it feels like it is just it is crossing a line between between science and politics that is blurry and sometimes hard to define, but is important to try and keep an eye on i think that's the thing that's me, my position. yeah and to me it, it, it it's it's the start of a slippery slope into talking about other political stuff like we might all agree that it's that it's a good idea to condemn the hamas attack on october 7th like hmm. i agree with that hmm. you agree with that every right-thinking person agrees with that but and i know there are a lot of people online who, who don't and there's a whole controversy about yeah. that blah, 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 but they're not right-thinking people but but um but the, but, but the point is like the next political statement they make might be a bit more controversial and then the next one might be a bit more controversial too, to the point where they're just making straight up partisan comments on loads of on loads of issues. Hmm. I would say uh, endorsing Biden over Trump is 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 like that. I mean, there will be lots of scientists in the U.S. who were Trump voters, not that many of them, but like there will be some large large number. Um, are they like what? What do they now think of nature? Um, hmm. uh, and what do readers of of of, of nature and and people who are being asked as they were in the pandemic to trust science and so on. What, what do they think of it? Yeah. I mean, and I'm, I'm which is something we'll, yeah, well, we will definitely come back yeah, to that. Yeah. And so wh- when we did the AI risk episode a few, well, a couple of months ago now, we sort of framed it as a fake debate. Um, and obviously we've both just completely blown that out of the water by being very obviously on the same side of this, but I'm going to try <laughs> yes. and I'm going to try a little bit and push the other side, other view here. Cause I know that a lot of people will disagree with us on this but i will try so the argument that comes back against this is that science is inherently a political enterprise you can't separate science from politics i think that that's you know that you will have undoubtedly seen people making that case online on uh, on social media but also i mean nature mate had an editorial um year or two ago called science and politics are inseparable scientific american had one that was science has always been inseparable from politics American scientists said, newsflash, science has always been political. Chemistry World said, science is political. And Scientific American, uh, Scientific American again said, yes, science is political. And yeah. so, it's I mean, cli- it's become repeated to the point of cliche. Yeah. 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 But so, I, I, let, let's pretend I'm asking you like I don't know your answer. But, you know, do you think that science is inherently political, Stuart? What's, what's, what would your answer to that be? Well, I think there's, the first thing is we should define exactly what we mean by that. And I think there's lots of different mm. things that you might mean when you say that science is inherently political. And mm. um, if you mean something like scientists are human beings, they have political views and social views on things, and those views will affect not just the um, way that they do science, but the whole choice of the, the stuff that they study in the first place, mm-hmm. um, uh, I, then I agree with you. Um, I also agree with you if you mean that science is funded by the taxpayer in large, you know, a large part of science is funded by the taxpayer uh, and thus priorities are set by governments and politicians. So that Mm -hmm. I completely uh, agree with. I also agree that certain scientific issues are highly political. I mean, the first one that pops into mind is global warming, um, climate change. Broadly, if you're on the left, you're much more likely to be worried about climate change than you are if you're on the right. Um, and so uh, that, I agree with you again there. So that's an uncontroversial statement of fact that science is political in those in those respects. But I think when 
nature and science and all those journals and when uh, people online are saying this they don't mean it as a statement of fact they actually mean it as uh to say that it's a that it's that it's a inevitable yeah. and b good um I, I i they don't they don't always mean both of those but i think they mean they mean either one of those when they when they make that statement that it's good that science is political because um we should be activists that try and improve the world according to our own you know political views and yep. that it's inevitable and that anyone who tries to tell you that science is not political is either naive uh, uh, an idiot or uh is it, it trying to push their own agenda yeah and there's an implication i think when people say that that all science is equally political you know um as though there's, there's like there there's there are some things that you know when, when we whereas we will well i don't know imagine that i did a study that returned the result that the tories are good and everyone everyone should vote tory and another <laughs> did another research that that returned the result um i don't know ra- uh, roundworms breed more quickly in a certain um, um, um on a certain medium you know something like that yeah yep. i dare say you could make some case that both of those have political implications. You know, I, I, I can't right. off the top if of my head about, think of If one. you thought about it enough. Yeah. There's some way of, in which, yeah. yeah. So how the roundworm thing affects, maybe it's something to do with the funding or something to do with the, the some some uh, public health issue. I don't know. Yeah. But it's in some sense less political than the one in which I my I my my survey shows that everyone should vote Tory because the Tories are are, are the best or something. Right. You know that that, <laughs> yeah. that the the different degrees of how polit- how political they are and and yeah. some sense you like there it's there that, that just just saying all oh, science is political you you dupe um doesn't it doesn't let us say oh yeah but some things are more or less political than the other and 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 perhaps some of the time we want to be striving to be less political. So, yeah, I so, agree. I agree. So the argument often stops there, doesn't it? Like mm. science is political and then that's it. And you're just supposed to nod along and then I assume allow people to bring in their politics into science because it's inevitable. That's, I guess, the yeah. assumption there. And I think it's very rarely explored in the way that you just did that actually science could be more or less political. And if it's the case that it can be more or less political, then we can do our best to make it less political. Hmm. There's a point made. There's a there's an article by uh, our... our um, uh, our friend Scott Alexander, uh, um, Astral Codex Ten, yeah. um, who talked about this uh, in terms of you know that that your rationality is always going to be subject to uh, to um, you know your own subjectivity, and so you're never going to be fully objective. And he says, "I'll just I'll just quote him because I think it's worth uh, Such it's a, great it's line, a really yeah. good point that it's worth uh, uh, quoting." Talking, talking about the impossibility of true rationality or objectivity might feel humble. You're admitting you can't do this difficult thing. But analyze more carefully, it becomes really arrogant. You're admitting there are people worse than you, Alex Jones, the fossil fuel lobby, etc. You're just saying it's impossible to do better. You personally, or maybe your society or some existing group who you trust, are butting up against the light speed limit of rationality and objectivity. And end quote. So th- th- I think that's a great line because it it it, it really does point out that um, you could do better if you put the effort in. And if you're saying that science is political and ending the conversation right there, then you're admitting that uh, you're, you're you 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 seem to be arguing that you it's impossible to do any better. Yeah, that um, you can't be any more objective than you currently are being, yeah, or any more yeah. or or, any, or or separate yourself from your political views any more than you currently do. And, and, and yet, like, and, and yet, we sorry. all agree that there are ways of making. We all agree that there are ways of making uh, science more objective. A double hmm. blind study is more objective than a single blind study. Uh, all else held equal. Um, hmm. And a triple blind study, where the even the people analysing the data are blind to the conditions of the experiment, is even more objective. Yeah, a pre-registered so, study is is more objective right, than right. Yeah, all exactly. else held equal, um, and so and so we all agree that we can make things more closer to objectivity, even if we can't fully get to objectivity. Um, I suppose there's one there's one uh, like counter argument. It's not exactly counter argument, but it's like a different way of looking at it, which is. Um, some scientific results have political implications, right? That's like mm-hmm. I, I I will argue. And I will do in a bit. I think that you know there there are 
science and politics ask and answer different questions. But it's definitely true that the political results. If if um, if you saying what you know the the question what should we do about climate change, for instance, has to be yes. influenced by the answer to the separate question is is climate change happening is it dangerous yeah, yeah, although, how, extent, yeah. Um, is it yeah, are, yeah, what's exactly. causing it well, yeah. yeah exactly and so like if 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 the if the answer came back that the climate change isn't happening then the the answer to the question what should we do about it would become nothing because there isn't something to yeah. do there <laughs> and 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 also if the answer is if the uh, the answer to the, um uh, if the answer comes back that political that climate change is going to kill everyone then that then if you think that killing people is bad then you then that makes the the answer more urgent and that, that so there are political implications from the answers to scientific questions yes. but that doesn't mean that's not the same as saying that we sh- when we go and find those answers we should take our politics with us yeah. in the in the hunt for those answers you know yeah and i think both sides make that mistake with with climate change i mean you don't actually hear i think the old school climate change deniers don't really uh you don't they don't get much airtime these days which is which mm. is good in my in my view yeah. um, but their their stuff was always predicated you know they're, they're denying that you know the world has warmed since famously they they said there's been no warming since 1998 you know, that yeah. was the big thing that they used to say for a long time now completely blown out of the water by the last several of years temperature. yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. but um they're making the same sort of mistake because they're denying the empirical results because they don't like the political implication. Hmm. And I think people uh, on the other side of, of, of that also sort of assume the political implication from the empirical results when actually, you know, if once we agree that global warming is happening, there are lots of different policy solutions to that. Like, should we to what extent should we be funding renewables to what extent should we be uh, stopping people from driving cars to what extent should we be shutting down aviation to what extent should we you know all these different questions are political questions that we decide with our moral compass and our political um uh you know representing people and uh, in a democratic system and all that these aren't mm. scientific questions at all and they don't come immediately from the science and you hear people talking about the science who are very strong supporters and very accurate about the actual you know climate science itself who are jumping to those political conclusions when that's not warranted i, I tell you what this reminds me of like because you you and i were both in the new atheism movement to some extent weren't we in oh, yes. the, the mid 2000s yeah, yeah, yeah exactly um all the, the the god delusion and the adverts on buses and all that sort of stuff those um, the days yep yep glory days uh joy was it bit in such time to be alive etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah. but that was in the early days of it it was it really was the a big argument was, was about whether or not god existed you know and then yeah there was a there was a shift at some point about in which it became about started calling itself or parts of it started calling themselves atheism plus and those you get these arguments like, athe- we're atheists plus we care about social justice atheists plus we support women's rights and mm. the people arguing atheists ought to fight for equality for all and economic security for all and universally available health and education services and i while agreeing with all of those aims was really uncomfortable with it because it changed the whole nature of this of the movement like there was yeah. first there was there was a, a, a thing which dedicated in theory at least to truth seeking to answering a, a an empirical question does god exist or not um and then it becomes a, a campaigning one and and they're different types of question like say yeah. for example if you believe that humans should all be treated equally and they should all have equal moral value that's a moral claim rather than an empirical one and it shouldn't matter. There's no sort of I can't look into the through a telescope and look at you know whether the sun orbits the Earth or the Earth orbits the sun and say and therefore and the result then says and therefore I should treat humans equally. That's yeah. that's a moral question that comes from within. And politics is fundamentally about morals. It's about what sort of world we want to build. Yeah. And you need to know. I mean, you, you need to know what the world is like in order to achieve those to achieve things in it. But there's no scientific scientific discovery. There's no that I could find to change my opinion that all humans should be should have equal moral dignity yeah. you know yeah completely uh, the the uh this comes up a lot in the argument over behavior genetics as well like the idea that genetics is responsible for some of the reasons people you know do well in life um you know do well in education and and so on um uh, and and the implication is always drawn in, in a lot of these debates that if you believe that genetics is important to any degree in mm. people's success, then you must be a right winger who thinks that 
people should people should uh, be euthanized uh, or something yeah. well that would be the extreme the extreme yeah. but even even just like we could just forget about some people and we're never gonna they're never gonna contribute to society and all that sort of stuff whereas that's a moral implication just yeah. stating the empirical finding is is is, is completely different from that so the um, yeah. the, the book by uh, Catherine page harden the genetic lottery talks about this from a liberal perspective she says look i'm a liberal and I accept the empirical evidence, and I think that it's compatible with a liberal interpretation as well. That is, that the fact that some people might, you know, due to their due to the genetics that they bring to the table, struggle more in education, whether mm. that's because of specific things like dyslexia or whatever, or just generally that they're that they're, you know, maybe that they um they have a lower propensity to learn to read or whatever it is, mm. um. I think that means we should have more government intervention and we should have more uh, money spent on children who are struggling uh, and so on. And Which then, makes sense, right? Yeah. Well, that, 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 is a, that is a political interpretation that you can draw hmm. that's where we can completely 100% agree on the, the empirical the facts, evidence. The facts of the matter, yeah, exactly. But then it's what we do about it. Hmm. Um, yeah. if, and, and this is an argument that you, you go right back to the very start of when people were talking about IQ tests and, and so on. You had some people who were literally in the eugenics movement and who thought that, you know, we need to get rid of people who are feeble-minded and so on. And you had other people who were who were IQ researchers who were saying things like, the, re, the you know, one thing, the, the, something I draw from this research is that we should spend the exact same amount of money on every single child regardless of how you know what their much IQ they need is for it and stuff yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, we should every single child should get you know as much investment as everyone else from the government uh, and then you could go the other direction and say like just leave the people who are at the high end and give all the money to the people at the low end these are all political interpretations of empirical uh, results and so i think people on all sides bring i think it's it's a it's a it's clearly a major human compulsion to assume the uh, political implications of your scientific results and you just bring them in, they're linked in there and, and you feel like you can't even think about the empirical stuff without the political implications. And mm. I think that's a big reason that a lot of science goes wrong is that people have these assumptions built in to, 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 when, they're doing, when they're doing the research, when they're talking about the research, when they're writing about the research, when they're doing the press release and so on, they're making these political assumptions and it can affect the way that the whole discussion goes. Yeah, I mean, it is it is hard to keep like there's a there's a moral question: should should women who are interested in science, technology, STEM careers be just as able to pursue those careers as as men are? That's a moral question, and I would say yeah. obviously they should. And there's an empirical question: are there differences in the average level of interest in pursuing STEM careers between men and women for whatever reason? Yeah, I I, I suspect there probably are. I, I think there probably are. That's like, yeah. that's actually quite a controversial thing to say, but I think there probably are average differences. You know, and there are the some women. Is, who, it's, uh, it, it's controversial for two reasons, isn't it? Because it's hmm. controversial because maybe the data are a bit unclear, and we, you know, there's studies yeah. that say different things and so on. But it's also controversial because people don't like the implication, and yeah, that's exactly. not a reason why it should be controversial. No, exactly. It, it, there's a, there's a fact of the matter, and I, I would be very gladly, you know, I'd, in a way, I'd, I'd be I'd be glad to be wrong on that one. Actually, I think it would make life, you know, it would be, make life easier. But there, there is a fact of the matter, one way or the other, and whether, however the eventual evidence sort of shakes out, it won't affect my belief that yeah. my daughter or any other girl who chooses to should be able to choose a STEM career if that's what's interest interest them. It yeah. doesn't matter what other women would rather do and those other women should also be free to choose whatever they want to do that doesn't the you know, the, the 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 empirical results there of so, that, that we can whether we can tease them out should not affect our moral position and i i think that's re, it's very hard to keep separate and i and and uh, but it, it is important to try i think but it leads you key. to bad places if if mm. in the sort of extreme situation where you just allow the science to dictate your political opinion um you're completely beholden to the next study that comes along. Someone's mm. going to publish something uh, in a few months, a few years that shows the opposite. And then what, do you have to change your policy on whether, mm. you know, or change your, your moral belief about whether, um, you know, I, 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 there should be equal access to, to science and so on? Yeah, no. this, was, this was a Stephen Pinker thing years ago. Exactly. Said, like, he pointed yeah. this out in the blank slate and in various other mm. places that, that, that your belief is that everyone's equal, right? Your mm. belief is that regardless of of what the science shows about any individual differences between people um that everyone's equal and they should be treated equally when it comes to things like the law and when it comes to things like our you know the way that we morally treat each other it doesn't mm. matter what science says about 
their capacities or well, their the groups' capacities. More to the point, or like, their you know, groups' capacities, the groups there, exactly, yeah. or anything like that. We need to hold to this. We need to hold to this moral position, which is that everyone is equal, and that's not affected by the science. And even if mm. the science said that there were enormous differences, blah 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 you would hold that political opinion. But people find it so difficult to, uh, and you've written about this word, hmm. decouple those, yes. uh, yeah, those yeah, terms. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, we must put that in the show notes. I, uh, that, that, was, that, that did well, that one. I like that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah this was, th- and talking about new atheists, uh, I remember this whole controversy was based on uh, one of the Richard Dawkins. Richard Dawkins said, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, the dork. Oh, I love yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, um, What did yeah. he say? It was uh, eugenics uh, Eugenics. Yeah, exactly. He was saying that that there's, you know, that selective breeding in other species works. So it would be surprising if it wouldn't in humans. In humans, for some for some given meaning of, you know, like if you bred for taller or yeah, maybe you know, like better at jumping or smarter or something. I don't know. Then it would then you you would you it would probably work. It would have off target effects, no doubt. This this is what I took him to mean anyway. But yeah, but but everyone everyone therefore, even though he literally said. It's obviously morally un- unacceptable. That's it's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would yeah, work, bad, but it's bad. It would work, but it's yeah. bad. But people were like, well, so you're saying it's good then? No, that's like uh, yeah, yeah. very explicitly not what he's saying. And it's yeah. funny that there are some things people say that about, but not others. <clears throat> like when you don't you don't hear people saying, when, when someone says, I've discovered a new pathogen, you know, a, a new variant of COVID that is oh, much like, more Do you like viruses, do you? Yeah, yeah. it's like, no, nobody <laughs> says it for that. Like, <laughs> and, so, and so why say it about this when he is explicitly saying, like, I'm, just, I'm making the point that, I can't remember exactly why he brought it up, but that he was explicitly drawing that distinction between is and ought. Like, it mm. is the case that it would work, but we ought not to do it. Um, but people went absolutely crazy anyway. And that's why you wrote an article about trying to decouple the is and ought. Yeah, uh, we stuff, should definitely right? stick that in the, sh- in the show notes. The study show is sponsored by Works in Progress magazine. Uh, it's an online magazine that you can find at worksinprogress.co and it is uh, all about science, all about technology and uh, about how those things have enabled human progress. And as of November 2023, they have a new issue out with loads of interesting articles, including one on uh, what are called science's sleeping beauties, which are uh, these really fascinating, this really fascinating phenomenon in the scientific literature where a paper gets published um, and then, you know, maybe it's published in the 1930s or something. And then it just, no one really cites it and it doesn't really get much attention. And then suddenly at some point later, it starts getting loads of citations. And the question is, why is that? Is it because some new technology uh, was developed that allowed that paper to be looked at? Um, was it that it was, it, you know, it just happened to be rediscovered and someone prominent cited it and everyone started looking at it again? And and what can we learn about the way the scientific process works from these weird instances of often groundbreaking discoveries that just get lost in 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 the literature? And I suppose, a, you know, an interesting question is, given just how much science is published these days, what are we missing that's out there? Um, or are we um, making up for it by the fact that we ha- can, can search for stuff in a much easier way now than we we could back in the day when you had to go to the library and read the scientific journals on paper? So the, the concept of a sleeping beauty is really interesting. And there's an article by uh, Olkar Agayeva in the, uh, the most recent issue of Works in Progress that talks about that. So you can find that and loads of other interesting articles on worksinprogress.co and we're very grateful that they support the study show yeah that's that's really interesting it sounds, it sounds a bit like um those viruses that get you know, f- that get frozen in permafrost for two million years and then right. revive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah um the study show is also sponsored by the eye newspaper which is um a splendid british newspaper which both Stuart and i have written for well Stuart writes for nowadays Currently, and yeah. yeah uh it's got a it's got a lovely you know what i always like to pick on a fun interview that it's doing each week and, the, and this week it's got um an interview with al murray who some of you would know as the pub landlord he's got um well, he seems to be doing all sorts of things he's got a yeah play. well some of you if you listen to podcasts also know him these days as a podcaster he has a podcast called uh, we have ways of making you talk about about world war ii and military, yeah, military things history. and so on yeah. and uh, military history and uh um apparently uh um doing extremely well and being very successful Yes, we shouldn't really promote our rivals, though. Of course, anyway. Um, but well, yeah, it's so not he's a, a science podcast, is it? No, it's fine. I'm only joking. We've all got, we've all got a small amount of time to uh, to spend listening to podcasts, and obviously, you should be listening to 
the study, the study show. show. Yes, of course. Yeah. But he's also he's got a play on in um, uh, in the West End, I think. The West End, which he yeah, plays yeah, yeah. Charles, Charles II. He's got a new yeah. TV series out called Why Does Everyone Hate the British Empire? Um, uh, anyway, and he's he's uh, you you know him moderately. Well, I know him very well. He's a yeah. great he's a great uh, a, a great pal and uh, a, a very fun guy to hang out with. Yes, yes. Uh, and, and a great musician too. Band, a fantastic, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, I have indeed a fantastic drummer, like a like a a really seriously fantastic drummer whose skills are you know uh, uh, seriously impressive. Not just someone who you know plays the drums, drums for, for a, bit yeah. of, a bit of fun. Yeah, no, no, it's yeah. like proper could be a session musician style so yeah that, that's uh, something it gets uh, into in this article actually goes about he's, he's yeah. a, a very serious high level amateur drummer or you know yeah. nearly pro level drum and it's it's, yeah. it's just I, I just i just like a nice interview with a nice person as i said last week as well but um yeah and, he's, and you will often find those in the eye you will indeed you will indeed as well as splendid science writing by none other than Stuart j ritchie my yes. yeah exactly my my colleague here um so yes, so uh, I, str- I I commend that to you, and we uh, are also extremely grateful to the Eye for sponsoring the study show. And now, um, no, indeed, yes, and now back to the show. Yes. But I, I suppose, like you know, to, to to talk about the nature and everyone campaigning or endorsing Biden over Trump or the um, e life. Uh, saying take, taking a political position on Israel Hamas, they could say, "Well, okay, right." There's a distinction between science and politics, and that you know, science answers one t- kind of question, and politics answers another. There's mor- these moral, you know, the moral versus empirical spheres yeah. and all that. But they might say, "Okay, but sure, isn't but isn't it good anyway to promote?" The good moral answers, like fine, you know, the the Higgs boat is the Higgs boson real is a different kind of question to should I be racist, but. The answer to the second question is no, and isn't it good to, to say that? Isn't that isn't it good to campaign for that? I don't know. Like, um, yeah, what's your? Yeah, that's the kind of the 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 activist argument or something. Mm. You know, like like we want to make the world a better place, according to the beliefs that I hold, uh, yeah. and so uh, we should we should be we should celebrate the fact that science. Uh, can be political and that scientists can bring their politics into uh, the, the, the their, their science. My response to that is that be careful what you wish for, because mm. I think there's an analogy with the debate over free speech. The reason that we think free speech is good is that even if we strongly disagree with the people who are being you know suppressed, their free speech is being suppressed right now, and we think it's good that they're being suppressed, it might be the case that somebody in future gets in power who starts to suppress our speech. And it's all very well saying, you know, that you don't care about free speech when you're in control, but you might not always be in control. And I think there's something similar with science, which is it's all very well to say, well, I, you know, doing activist science is great um, if it's the activism that I agree with. Um, maybe you you have liberal beliefs and you think that, you know, um, doing loads of research um, on I don't know, equality and diversity and, you know, inserting loads of politics into, into science. Uh, we, we had an, an episode a few weeks ago about um, uh, diversity training stuff, uh, unconscious bias and so on, which almost all comes with a sort of liberal political slant on it. Um, that's all very well. But what if then someone says, well, I'm an anti-abortion activist and I want to do loads of research um, proving that abortion is really terrible for the mother's mental health and should never be done. And then politicians can come along and cite that research to support their anti-abortion views. Like you would, yeah. you would not be pleased uh, if, if, if that happened. If the, if the, well, you wouldn't be pleased. You shouldn't be pleased if the research is bad. You know, if the research is, is supporting a case, like the, the, the problem with us, maybe I'm, being unfair here but the, the sort of the problem with the dei stuff it'd be fine if the, uh, that research was really good and pre-registered and right, showed right, right, right. exactly you know whereas if uh, actually it was shoddy and yeah, crap i'm, I'm uh, running on the assumption that if you are if you're bringing in loads of political uh biases into science and celebrating them then there mm. are probably going to be results whether they're null results or positive results or whatever that you're not going to want to publish and you're not mm. going to give the research a fair shake i bet you that uh research that is done by the pro-life blah 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 campaign 
yeah um is they don't is, publish is, i bet there's a publication bias thing when they find right. actually abortion is exactly, great exactly yeah, exactly I mean, that is just what publication bias is right there's mm. we, we publish stuff that we favor for whatever reason and we we don't publish stuff that we disfavor for whatever reason mm. and politics can be part of that so um and again like research this is this is goes back to the point we made before research that is published regardless of its outcome is that leads to a situation of more objectivity than than research where you allow there to be a publication bias but yeah. yeah, so so my, my, my argument is that celebrating politics when it comes into science is all very well when it's your politics, but just, you know, be careful what you wish for because yeah. later down the line, other people's politics are going to come in here and you're going to end up um, saying, well, this doesn't seem like good science. This is, this is highly political. Yeah, I think that's completely true. I think I, I'd, I'd make two other arguments. And one is, uh, you know, I like a weird analogy. Um mm. But like, imagine you like in in the UK for American listeners. There, there is a, there is something called the Royal Society for the Protection of Birds. It's a it's a, mm. it's a society endorsed by the royal family, which likes to protect birds. Yeah, um, very yeah. well named, aptly. Yeah, named, I thought it yeah, really really uh, gets think, yeah, yeah. does exactly what it says on the tin. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so if if you are the Royal Society for the Protection of Birds, then your job is to protect birds, and it's not to protect like old buildings there are there are other charities uh, like the national yeah. trust and english heritage which their job is to, to protect old buildings and if if the rspb like changed its name to the rspb plus like the atheism atheism plus thing and started <laughs> yeah. the and started campaigning to also protect like stonehenge or whatever blenheim palace from um from developers that would that would it seemed to me that would be bad for the birds right like the yeah. birds they were trying to protect would be would get less protection because they're just their, their attention is divided. Yeah, their attention is divided now between the various things, and you know, similarly to that, like political organisations, you know, newspapers and that, which make which campaign on political topics already exist. If the Lancet and Nature pivot pivot to do political commentary as well as publishing scientific papers, I would imagine it just you know it means they've got le- they're focusing they've got less attention focused on their original remit, um, which you know maybe they'd argue we've got attention to spare, but I I maybe not and i would also say like if you want to people if you want people to join the rspb and care about birds it's not helpful if you insist that they also care about architecture you know you say like you've you've you've, you can only join the rspb plus if you also care about protecting battle abbey or whatever from you know from uh being being run down there are some people who the, the set of people who care about birds is necessarily bigger than the set of people who care about birds and architecture Yes. So you're just naturally narrowing the group of people who will join you in your what and stuff you're doing. And it's similarly like if you go, there's people what you're saying if you're saying you can only enjoy the reading you can only trust nature or you can only nature only wants you to be a reader if you are a Biden voter then you are you're saying people you can only join you can only be a, a science a fan of science if you are a, a both both like science and are a member of my political group you know you yeah. are you are deli- you are limiting the scope of your appeal to society and that seems that seems bad especially when and as in this case there are already skews on which side of which which political uh, groups tend to uh, like science and trust science scientific outlets and all that sort of stuff and i feel like that's a that's a risk that you're that but the endorsements naturally take i think that think that's i think i think that's a fair comment yeah i think that's that that's fair suppose in in response to your first argument about Mm. you know it would be bad for birds if the rspb started focusing on stonehenge yeah um i guess one response to that might be well it's not zero sum We've, mm. you know, we've uh, been making major profits from basically scamming researchers to publish their, uh, to publish their research. We've got loads of money, and we can spend that on uh, a whole news section and a comment section. And the journal is not touched, and we don't, you know, we still give the empirical articles a good review and a, um, you know, a good, a, a quality, high quality review process, and it doesn't affect the science. Uh, but my I'm, my reply yeah. to that, well, maybe what's your reply to that? First? My reply to that is well, it is zero sum. You've got X amount of money, and you can spend it on either science or or editorials. Yes. You know, yeah. it's completely yeah. zero sum. But sorry, what would your response be? Well, my response is that even in a completely non-zero sum world, if you start allowing political opinions in your, you know, ostensibly non-political uh, journal, then unless you really rigorously police the kind of balance and objectivity of that you're going to start to get a political bias uh, in. And whether that's in the pages of the actual, you know, the scientific journal itself or the attached 
news and comment section, which is on its website, uh, or in the first few pages of the actual paper journal, that's going to have implications for this, the way that people will read the stuff that's in your uh, your journal. And it will maybe mean that people won't submit certain things to the journal. It will mean that certain people won't read or trust the things that are in the journal. Um, and it will generally lead to an atmosphere where um, where people you know, won't be using the journal for what it's supposed to be, which is uh, an objective, you know, and a, a close to as objective as possible uh, outlet for getting good science out into the world, right? That's what journals are supposed to be. Um, I, I don't think they're supposed to be campaigning political organizations. Um, mm. But you're going to, if unless you're so careful about making sure that all perspectives are represented, you're gonna you're gonna end up uh, pushing it in one direction. Maybe yeah, you just you know, shouldn't right. represent. Maybe you just shouldn't represent uh, those one group or the other, one yeah. group or, or or the other at all. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly. My, yeah, I agree with that. You're you're just risking alienating a, a large section of society and making science say science is not for you. Science is yeah. science is only for the people with my opinions on a yeah. totally different similar thing. to the uh, similar to the uh, the march, the science march that happened just after Donald Trump became the president. Like again, I agree that Donald Trump is bad, but mm. I think it's it's also bad, um, and I think we saw to some extent this happening in the pandemic. If science becomes completely associated with one side of the political spectrum, because yeah. there are a lot of people who are on the other side, and they are just simply not going to believe what you say, um, and that might matter when you say to them, "By the way, you should take this vaccine. It's, mm. Science science proves that it's safe." Yeah, but I mean, pe- people who sort of back this, who think it is worth doing. The, the the nature endorsing Joe Biden or thing, they they might say okay so I acknowledge these costs or these potential costs but winning the election is really important and at least this helps win the election um, and <laughs> yeah, I suppose I think you might have a something of a, an overinflated sense of uh, who, yeah. who is reading nature and how persuasive well that's it is. yeah well that's one that's one thing is that I I just don't imagine that there are that many persuadable trump voters who read nature but the there there was actually this is the one study that we're going to cite in this uh, slightly un, unusual episode which was there was a there was a paper in nature human behavior actually uh not long i think it was last year so a couple of yeah. years after the um after nature's endorsement uh this guy called floyd jiun zhang i hope i've not uh, garbled that too badly and he took 4200 people and showed them either uh, a screen grab of nature's endorsement of Joe Biden and a link to it so they could read the whole thing or a control image, which was just an image of nature's redesign saying, isn't this, isn't this nice? Hmm. And then it took measurements of their attitudes towards science as a whole, towards nature specifically and towards Biden and Trump's uh, approaches to science and to COVID, which were the addresses, uh, the, the issues addressed by the endorsement, the, the yeah. um, uh, yeah. both before and after the um, they were shown this uh, this this endorsement, you know. So there was it, it was a classic RCT, really, randomized control trial. I, I feel I should stop. I should I should be, yeah, give give the full <laughs> yeah. the yeah. full name, um, and it found that on some matters after after being shown the endorsement by um, Biden supporters tended to trust science and nature with a capital N. Uh, you know, so science with a small, a lowercase s, and nature with a capital N, the journal a little more, although off in some measures not statistically significantly so. But Trump voters were driven to trust it much less. They would they trust nature yeah. specifically less on vaccine efficacy. They would think much less likely to think it's unbiased on contentious politically uh, on contentious issues, or to think it's informed when providing advice. And it had no statistically significant impacts on anyone on voters opinion on whether Biden or Trump would have handled COVID better or how well they made use of science. So the, the things they were trying to persuade the readers yeah. of, it actually didn't have, it had positive, it had, imp- there, there, there was a statistical effect in the direction of that they wanted, but it wasn't big enough to be statistically significant. Yeah. So, you know, I think we, like it, it seems pretty well done. I mean, obviously the big, the big problem is that this is done after the fact wasn't done during the election campaign, was it? Hmm. Uh, uh, it didn't actually measure whether people's votes actually changed or you know any actual behaviour. It's just what people reported that they, they no. do. So that's obviously a big problem with this kind of study. But it, it it doesn't it doesn't have you know it doesn't produce like this overwhelming evidence that uh, it was a really good idea for nature to 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 do that. I mean, look at the, right, look. There's an example. I have just 
uh, uh, elated empirical evidence with uh, I've just elated and is and an odd question by mm. in what I just said there, and uh, it's, this is why it's so hard to do. Yeah, it didn't but- provide evidence for the idea that that this would have changed people's opinions. Now, nature could then argue with we don't care. We're going to do it anyway, and in fact, they did. Right? They did exactly that. Yes, that's yeah. exactly. So what they're they actually separating the, uh, the empirical stuff from the morals yeah. uh, in this case. You could you could argue, but they, they but they sort of didn't. They said they said they said we 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 should we should. They wrote in an editorial at the same time as that, um, in the same issue as that Nature Human Behavior came out. Yeah. Uh, study came out, and it said that we should do with these. We should endorse them anyway. We should endo- make do political endorsements anyway because inaction has costs too. Considering the record of Trump's four years in office, this journal judged that silence was not an option. We use our voice sparingly and always offer evidence to back up what we say. And when with the occasion demands that we will continue to do so. But that actually, I disagree with you though. They, they have they have elided the the is and the ought there because they they're saying well. Inaction has costs too, but as yeah. far as the evidence shows, there what it didn't. The, the inaction wouldn't have had a cost because, on the only evidence we have, there's there's no suggest there's no evidence that speaking up helped. Like no, they, and no one is yeah, no one is looking at, at nature to change their view. Like yeah, there's, no, exactly. there's no there's no evidence that people are going. Well, I'm a bit un, undecided. What does nature say about this? Yeah, it's like remember it's the sun what won it. it it's it's right. nature what won right. it. It's not it's, yeah, it's not yeah. it's not what it's I, there for. I don't yeah. think that's the case. I don't think that's the case. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, the, the, they say there's no cost to inaction, but there's a big cost, which is, uh, but there's a big cost to action, which is poisoning people's view of your objectivity and just chipping away a little bit at that idea that there are these objective scientific institutions that we can trust that are not run by people who we strongly disagree with or that have a political agenda, mm. um, that it's just that, you know, we can we can read a scientific paper and know that it has been checked for these kind of biases. Yeah. That's, uh, just, that's a, just not the case. Yeah, there was, there was a, in, in one of the pieces you wrote about this, there was a, a great sort of analogy you did about, you know, the sort of co- comparing... Uh, so, you know, so when people say science, science is always political, you say, like... People, you know, if someone came up to you and said, uh, "I've got loads of conflicts of interest," you know, "I've got loads of conflicts of interest," and I take loads of money from pharmaceutical companies, yeah. and I all, then uh, and then my the, uh, I make sure the results of my scientific um, studies always favour those pharmaceutical companies because you know you're a complete rube if you don't think if you don't realise that science, all science is conflicted, all scientists have conflicts of interest. There's no point <laughs> yeah. in trying to reduce our efforts there like, and if yeah. anyone said that you go, what, what the hell are you talking about of course yeah. like of you course have, you should you yeah. should reduce the dependence on money that's going to bias your view and certainly you should declare it but like you should get away from that stuff as much as possible and we should trust stuff that has mm. those conflicts less mm. absolutely and and people should try yeah you'll never be perfectly not conflicted you'll never you'll never you'll never completely do away with your human tendency to uh, want things to want scientific results to come out one way or another for whether for financial reasons or yeah. just political reasons or anything like that. But you should try to do your best to sort of be aware of them and say, okay, well, it's it's, it's not a good thing if my my yeah. my conflicts of interest affect my results or that I, you know. And it's saying, summed uh, up by it's summed up by the title of my article which I wrote last year, and it's one of the one of my favorite things that I've ever written, which is. Science is political, and that's a bad thing. Yeah, like it's bad. exactly. It, we uh, we agree empirically that science is political, totally, but mm. that's bad for the actual um, empirical objective outcomes of science. Uh, it, it's not a good thing if if uh, we end up with uh, you know having to say, well, this journal article was written by people with this political persuasion, and this journal article was written by people of this political persuasion, and they haven't. We know that people don't do anything to reduce the impact of politics on their science, so we just have to kind of, I guess, we just go with the people we already agree with, or, or something like it would make science much harder to, um, to 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 uh, assess. And I think it does already. Like it does already. It is already the case that you read a, a highly political um article one that's written with just obvious political assumptions right from the beginning and you think well i can't i can't trust this can i trust Mm. that they've done the actual statistics as as honestly as they possibly could and even if it's not a matter of deliberate dishonesty like are they biased into finding results that are not actually there in the data given that we Mm. know how much you can influence results by just leaning on the statistics a little bit by 
oh well we better run that test again with slightly different yeah. sample size Leave or the might do this. Out, yeah. yeah yeah these are all things which you can justify to yourself but if you have a heavy political bias uh, uh you know a, a desire for the results to go in one direction you can justify uh changing changing uh the statistics and, and finding basically any result you want and so given that we know that and that's really bad because what we want is the actual truth it's bad that science is political and we should do our best to we should do our very best to to stop it from being so uh, uh politicized yeah the, the the thing that was i was thinking about when you said that was like if there was someone who was doing a, a pro-life organization that was doing research into abortion and which there are by the way and of course and of course there are many, controversies yeah. recently there was a yeah. paper that uh was heavily criticized it, it, it's one of the articles that's, that's commonly cited for mm. abortion causes mental health problems and it was heavily criticized for being for having really bad research and then the researchers sued the journal and blah blah blah, blah. there's all sorts mm. of controversy like this stuff exists yeah but but if you know that they would never publish anything that would doesn't show but doesn't back up their point then you would you just it essentially becomes zero information when they when they publish a new article a new piece a new study yeah. saying uh, because you're like it's you can just it, it'll only they'll, they'll could do a thousand studies and they'll only publish the one the the six whatever that yeah. publish well this this tells me nothing because I I don't know what I don't know what the rest of your research found so I can I just, I have to it's just it's scientifically useless but it's the I same in the opposite to, direction same in the, yeah. the, the the liberal direction if it's the case that someone simply you know they were doing a a, a study on the importance of diversity for organizations mm. and they find lo and behold that you know some measure of diversity uh means that the you know the company does much better or the science mm. is much better or whatever yeah, if you knew that they would never publish it if it didn't say that, then they're it's, not it's... Pu- they're not going to publish it if it says diversity is actually bad and makes your your company earn less money or your <laughs> you know makes your science less good or whatever. They're not going to publish that. So you know, do you like to what extent do you actually take seriously the stuff that's in that uh, mm. the published paper? Yeah, so I, mean, I think we we both we, annoyingly we both completely agree on this. Um, we I tried to make it into a bit of a debate and just utterly failed. I think um, we've we've aired many arguments. I think I'd like to air one final argument, Tom. And oh yeah, okay. This is one that should, it kind of takes things to a, an extreme. During the Third Reich, um, nature. I can't remember if this was during the war or before the war, but I think before the war, Nature, the journal, had some articles where it objected to. Uh, Nazi Germany, their treatment of Jewish scientists. And this is something which is often brought up to me when I talk about, you know, it's bad that science is political. They say, what are you saying that nature shouldn't have written about the these Jewish scientists and their persecution and shouldn't have written to support them uh, f- from, you know, when they're being persecuted by the Nazis? Um, that's, that's an argument which is often brought up. And um, I'm actually not I'm actually not sure about that. Um, what, what, what's your immediate view on 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 that? Yeah, like that's because because that is saying that nature should endorse like a political view, right? Uh, even if it's yeah. back in 1935 or whatever. And it's also saying you know, I, I was I was going to try and make a sort of hair splitting case in which like oh yes, but that's uh, it's within its wheelhouse because it's talking about the treatment of scientists. But someone on the other side would say. Well, this the um, the nature endorsement of Biden was talking about it from a political yes. to the impact on science, and so it, yeah. so where's why why are you drawing a line there? Mm-hmm. And I have to admit, I would I, f- I feel much more comfortable and indeed supportive of an argument that uh, I suppose you could make cases that it's as much as people like to you shouldn't and can't compare the modern Republican Party with. Nazi Germany. Yeah, there's a the difference Na- of uh, of, of degree scale. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, in that those Jewish scientists would have been killed. But yeah, you're right. That 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 is that is a case in which I would be uh, be com- com- much more comfortable. I suppose the other argument I could make is that the there is a chance that they would actually influence. You know, the, the people they're talking to presumably are the heads of department at German universities who are who are treated who are mistreating their. Yeah, I'm not certain about the details, yeah. Or, but yeah, that could be that could be. That could be but it's still, it's still. I, I agree that that points me to a position where I am 
but I would be much more comfortable of with nature endorsing a political a political opinion. Yeah, and I I I agree that puts me on a slippery slope thing where at some point I would have to say yes, this this political opinion is sufficiently sciencey or sufficiently ex- uh, egregious. The thing they're yeah. c- complaining against, in which I'm fine with them doing it, would it affect my opinion if I found that it had no impact? Would I say they should do it anyway? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, yeah, it's tricky. I think probably my view, if if it was to be consistent, mm. would be that that nature is simply not the place for this, and it shouldn't be the place for this. But that scientists should very much be campaigning in other outlets in these kind of situations. So you know, write an op-ed for a I don't know if they were called op-eds back then, but yeah. write a write an article for for one of the newspapers at the time, right? Write for the Times, rather than putting it in Nature. The argument against that is that nature has a particular cachet because it's, you know, such a respected scientific journal, and uh, and and you know people will listen to it more. But I think the um, overall, we 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 don't want to have political stuff at all in, in 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 journals, and it should all be moved to outlets that are that are newspapers or uh, opinion opinion outlets of that of that kind and i know it sounds it sounds terrible to say that given the example i just gave but i think to be consistent i have to I have that's to admirable I, I, um, I, I didn't I, I, I couldn't maintain that sort of level of, of consistency yeah yeah think. well i have to decouple a little bit yeah I, mm. I, I do find it uncomfortable to say it but that but i think that's what i would say like obviously i strongly support what they did it's just mm. that i think scientific journals are not the place for that it's the same with if you come you know again back to back to the way that things are now i think that scientists you know should and you know knock themselves out writing all sorts of op-eds and things if if they want to depending on the political view i will then uh express in those op-eds i will then judge whether i think that they're being reasonable or or, or not i think probably it's uh it's not good if scientists start doing that and making a big deal of it but I think they, if they want to, then they shouldn't be, you know, they shouldn't feel like they they they're yeah they have the right they should have the right they shouldn't feel that. they should lose their job for it or anything yeah, like that yeah yeah exactly exactly but but I think that I think that newspapers are that now someone might then come along and say well but that's kind of what nature has become there's the empirical section you know how the New York Times has the comment section and the news section and there's meant to be a firewall between them and they you know they yeah. don't they, nature you could argue that it is like that in that. There's the empirical journal bit, and then there's the additional news and comment section. And the stuff in the news and comment section is opinionated, and everyone agrees on that. However, or in the comment section, at least, presumably, not the news section. Um, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> news and views, that sort of, that sort of mm. thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think the only reason that people take these outlets seriously, uh, or one reason that they take them so seriously, is that it is nature, right? And that's mm. attached to the name of the, you know, that publishes the best science in the world, blah, 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 blah. So you can't really have your cake and eat it too in that you can't say, well, it's nature, so you should listen. And also, well, actually, it's this thing that's completely separate from the the reason that nature is famous for the scientific papers. So I think... Yeah, I agree with know, that. Or yeah. like, magazine, like scientific magazines where scientists can write opinion pieces, of which there are many, whether that's based on science or, or politics or some combination of both, that's great. Carry on. But I just don't think the scientific journals should be that. I think the risk of polluting our institutions with mm. politics is is too high, and we should have places for opinion that are entirely separate from places for uh, for for actual reporting of scientific results. Yeah. So to take us back to the beginning, we both would say that Michael Eisen is a human being with his own political opinions and should be able to tweet and yes. endorse and write whatever the hell he likes um we're allowed to find it a bit like we're we're allowed to go oh god i'm not I'm not sure it's a brilliant idea sometimes but you yes. know he, sh- he should be allowed to do it and he shouldn't be in any risk of losing his job but yeah the e-life which is the journal it's he, he edited and is a sort of institutional embodiment of the truth-seeking spirit of science in some sense you know that it, it's not yeah. it's not a human thing anymore it's a sort of embodiment and it shouldn't have it, it would be better if it didn't have political opinions if it didn't yeah. have any sort yeah. of yeah and, and to the extent to which they've to the extent to which they've deleted that tweet about hamas and stuff yeah maybe, I think they, agree, yeah. maybe they agree and they're like okay we but then it would be nice to see another tweet saying look you know, we express a political opinion. That's not what we're about. We made a mistake mm. there. That was that was the intern. 
who you know, tweeted, <laughs> yeah, yeah, tweeted without without uh, permission. You know that mm. that's that's not what we're about. We don't have throw to someone under the bus stuff. as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, um, although I also think that like if an editor is just being a horrible guy on Twitter and bullying people and whatever, um, then it's fine to it's fine to, to, to sack him, right? Yeah, but that would do for it for that. that. And I don't think, to be clear, I don't think Eisen was doing that. I think, I don't, no, I no, think no, he's no, quite, no, not, yeah, not yeah, at all. Exactly, but, well, yeah. they, their argument was that his behavior was unbecoming of an editor um, mm. uh, uh, as well. But I think He got they a few online of, scrapes before, didn't he, as well? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. He tweeted that thing about the, the worm, C. Yes. Elegant's worm. He tweeted famously that... Uh, um, they go forward, they wriggle forward. What is it? They wriggle forward, they wriggle back, and sometimes they, I, I don't want to, to swear on this podcast, but sometimes <laughs> they fornicate with themselves. Yeah. Um, and uh, that caused a huge controversy because people were like, how do you make fun of the animal that I work with in the lab yeah. and blah, blah, blah. It was, a, it was one of the a, a very, very weird instances. In it was. He ended up getting caused, accused of being race, racist and sexist because he didn't like C. <laughs> yeah. There's too very, much very politics strange. in science. There's too much yeah. politics in science. It's um, okay to not like a round nice example. That, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a nice example of where there's there's a, this kind of slightly febrile atmosphere where everything is being interpreted as a political mm. statement when it absolutely, absolutely shouldn't be. And that's particularly the case for when people mm. are making empirical arguments with data in their in their papers, which should be judged on their own merits and which should be made to be as objective as possible. Uh, and everyone in science has has uh, responsibility for that, whether it's the, the scientists, the peer reviewer, the editor, and so on. They have responsibility to get all that political stuff out of there, get all that bias out of there, whether it's political bias or other kind of bias, and get back to uh, 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 as, as objective a product as you can possibly make, even if nothing is ever going to be 100% objective. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad we both so entirely agree on that. I'm not at all. I was have a massive <laughs> round. Anyway, yeah. um, right. Well, I think we should wrap it up there. This has That's been it. the studies show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, if you enjoyed it, please do like and subscribe as we say every week mm. and, you know, tell your friends and uh, leave us a nice review and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're, we're on the uh, the studieshowpod.com. You can subscribe uh, there. And uh, yeah, we're really grateful for everyone who has uh added their email address you will get an update every week and we're particularly grateful to people who have uh, made a, a monetary donation to become a paid subscriber um and that gets uh helps us to produce the show and uh and keep it going and also uh, allows you access to our uh paid only episodes of which i think the next uh week's episode will be uh will be one of them so uh yes. Uh, thank you very much indeed to uh, everyone and uh, everyone who's listening and uh, we'll see you next time. Yep. Bye guys. Thanks very much. Bye.